It's time for another episode of Cooking with the Hazelnuts with the usual banter from Debbie Hazelton. Aren't you impressed? (laughs) (laughs) Yours truly, the big R. Get over yourself. Randy Rusnak. We have a couple of demonstrations for you today. First, a demonstration from someone you've heard on Cooking with the Hazelnuts. How do you like your bacon? Probably, like me, you like it nice and crisp. Tom Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, this is Tom Mitchell from Salt Lake City, Utah. I will demonstrate how to cook a quesadilla. We will talk about pretzel meatloaf. All this and more coming up right now as Cooking with the Hazelnuts continues. That's not only the OptiGrill beef to say that food is cooking, it's also just a little something to get your attention because we need to let you know that we now have a new phone number for voicemail. The new number is 641-715-3900. That's 641-715-3900. The passcode 412-728-POUND. That's 412-728-POUND. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Big R. Hey. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> how are you all, everybody, Yay. you allians? We already know how we are or how each other is or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but we don't but know how all you guys are. Now, if we we want to really know how you are. So we want to know if you're well done or rare. Is that well, what you mean? They are rare. They are a rare audience. <laughs> <laughs> so the way that you can tell us how you are is just go over to your device and scratch on one of the speakers or one of the headphones, and that'll let us know that you're listening and that you're okay. And- yeah, because we like to cook from scratch. So we hope oh, you like to listen from so, scratch. So bad. <laughs> I know, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going to do a darn thing to, to this. Good, thing. good, Leave good. Leave it the way it is. There we go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as usual, we are happy to be with you. And boy, as I say all the time, do we have a show for you. A really good shoe. We, we're dating ourselves. <laughs> we are. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the show, I, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. is just jam-packed full of demos and tips and tricks I would like to talk about, I had heard somewhere that you don't care for oatmeal much. (laughs) Are you getting nitty and gritty with me? I am. I am showing my oats. (laughs) Feeling my oats. (laughs) Well, Uh, don't make a meal of it. (laughs) Censor. Good thing we don't have one. Um, I'd like to talk about overnight oatmeal. Yes, actually, that is a good thing to talk about. I did do it once and I liked it. Did you? Okay. Yeah, you used steel cut? Nope. I used regular old-fashioned oats, not steel cut. I don't know if it works with steel cut, does it? Yes, it does. In a crock pot, yeah. No, no, this is this is different. Steel cut, okay. yes, yes, I know that okay. steel cut oatmeal works in a crock pot. You can do it overnight. But this is raw overnight oatmeal. Wow. And cool. I have had it like five times in the past two weeks. I'm just crazy about it. Well, you know what, Randy? What's that? You know what they say? <laughs> yeah, I do. What do they say? <laughs> you are what you eat. No, no, no. They say it's the right thing to do. <laughs> well, talk Eating about oatmeal. dating oneself. <laughs> In case you don't know, that was a Wilford Brimley commercial. 
wasn't that long ago. Oh, it wasn't that long ago, Sonny. 20 years, 20 years <laughs> no, ago. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought it was more recent no, than that. No, no, Johnny Carson days. Well, 20 years ago isn't very long. It is to <laughs> not some really. Of the people that are listening the to this stuff. <laughs> Okay, kitties, here we go. Um, Overnight oatmeal. Oh, I I can tell you, you can put a lot of stuff in it. Now, for those people who insist that instant oatmeal is quick and easy, this is quick and easy too. It's very simple to do. You, You need about five minutes. And what do you need? What, three minutes maybe for instant oatmeal? And with instant oatmeal, you have salt, more sodium. Uh, you have to have a well. You don't have to, but you you can use a microwave. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> and I think enough microwaves have hit me in the head. Uh, you know, pow. Anyway, so I don't. We don't use. Has any, your head started to arc or something? My head's been arcing. I always hear this crackling noise <laughs> just before airtime, and I think it's like people like either tuning in or something's wrong with it's me. The somewhere. radio activity. <laughs> Um, yeah. So here's overnight oatmeal and it's really easy. I think, um, what you do is you take some kind of a container. You want one with a lid on it, uh, like a lock and lock container or a Tupperware container. And if you're going to do this for one, this is a recipe for one. Of course, you can make two servings of this and put it into each individual container. So for one serving, you start out with a half a cup of Whatever milk that you like, and it could be almond, it can be regular, it could be lactate-free, it can be, I don't care okay. what it is, whole milk, mm-hmm. skim milk, 2%, 1%, fire! <laughs> <laughs> um, you start off with that into a uh, container of with a cover on it of your choice for a single serving, and then you use... Uh, at least I do, I use a tablespoon of brown sugar, and you can use, you know, whatever kind of sweetener, sugar that you want. Now, I've heard so much controversy about don't add sweeteners because it will trick your body into thinking you like sweets. Mm-hmm. And you've heard this, right? Oh, yeah. And then, you know, or it, it changes with the components of this yeah. and that. Yeah, I know. I got a lot of flack a couple weeks ago about that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, flack or not, or, or wave <laughs> or MP3. <laughs> <laughs> flaxseed um, or... Yeah, flaxseed. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, you know, put in what a sweetener that you want. I, um, I have a few, uh, a lot of friends that... Are diabetics and again? You, you have know, friends. Wow, you know, I'm well, really impressed. Uh, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> and they they use whatever sweetener they want because it isn't really that much, and you can have some sugar and yeah, whatever. So this, you know, yeah. use whatever sweetener you like. Okay. And you stir this all up together. Stir, 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 and you just make sure that the sugar is dissolved. Mm-hmm. And then you use either one or two tablespoons, and it doesn't really matter what it is, of either almond butter, peanut butter, some kind of your favorite nut mm. butter, whatever wow. that you want. And stir, stir, stir again. Stir, stir, stir until mm-hmm. it's all mixed through. And, you know, don't be afraid to stick one of your fingers in there and make sure that it's dissolved. I do it all the taste time. Taste it. See if the balance is good. Finger you know? food. That's right. And then <laughs> you take... A half a cup of old-fashioned oatmeal, the kind that you cook, the long-cooking oatmeal. Okay. Half a cup. Now, this is per serving, and you put that in to your 
ingredient bowl. Stir, stir, stir again. And here's the magic. Take frozen fruit uh, that is still frozen, mangoes, peaches. I don't care what it is. I've done it with banana. Frozen, I froze my own banana. Put it in. Mm-hmm. Blueberries, strawberries, raspberries. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. The neat thing about it is the juice from the, the, the fruit melts into this oatmeal. And also you just put as much as you want. And I don't mean fill up your bowl with it. Let's be sensible about it. Let's put in like a half a cup of that too. Just, you know, a nice mm-hmm. topping of fruit. Yeah. Stir, stir, stir. Put the cover on it. Put it in your fridge overnight. And in the morning, oh, you have incredible overnight cold oatmeal. And it doesn't taste, it tastes more like a tapioca pudding. It's not quite like that, but it reminds you of eating pudding. It's not mushy. It's uh, hmm. it's not chewy, though. It's not, it's just a good consistency. If you want to put it in the microwave for like uh, 30 <laughs> seconds, you can't get the chill off. I don't. I don't personally. Yeah. I don't. <clears throat> and then I have a piece of bacon alongside just one piece. Oh, man. And honest to goodness, guys, it's good. Now, you can, as I say, the sweetener, you could, you can, I've never not tried this, but I'd like to. Uh, maple syrup, I think, would be real. Oh, yeah, I was thinking good. that. Um, and change it up, guys. Change it up. You can, you can add or subtract, do whatever you want, but give it a shot and see what you mm, think. Cool. And speaking of bacon, I heard a rumor, a little birdie, a little birdie named Big R, (laughs) told me that this morning you did bacon in the air fryer. Oh, um, yes, I did. and I Because I had told you I had done it. Yeah, you did. Now, what did you think of it? I liked it. I did, too. I liked it a lot. Now, we've got Tom Mitchell coming up with his bacon demonstration. And then Mm -hmm. after that, we've got my demonstration of the air fryer cooking bacon. Oh, good. And speaking of bacon, I actually have two questions to ask you. Okay. I heard a rumor, a little birdie, oh a little birdie named Big R, <laughs> <laughs> told me that this morning you did bacon in the air fryer. Oh, um, yes, I did. and I Because I had you. told you I had done it. Yeah, you did. Now, what did you think of it? I liked it. I did, too. I liked it a lot. Now, yeah. we've got Tom Mitchell coming up with his bacon demonstration, and then mm-hmm. after that... We've got my demonstration of the air fryer cooking bacon. Oh, good. So you are going to go oh, put that it's in there. It's already Great. done. It's already okay. done. Yeah, you, and I, okay. Mm-hmm. I have one other question to ask you. Okay. And and then I have also have a, a thought for a sound bite. My other question is, I understand. I know we're popping over to another episode of Hazelnuts, but I understand that <laughs> after I made popovers that... You oh. decided to also pop over and make them. I did. And you had said yours hadn't come out so previously. So what did you do differently? Heated the cups? I heated Was that the, the cups. And yep. uh, I greased them with olive oil. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, did they turn out good? Um, of course, I was really good. I ate one and I stopped. Okay. But... They were just absolutely delicious. Yum. And tell me, tell us about this popover pan, because uh, I have never seen one. Okay, well, you can Google the popover pan, and you will find all kinds of them. This happened to be on clearance, and it was like $14. It's just something crazy. But how they look... Different than a muffin different. tin. Yeah. Um, they have a... This one has a big... Uh, frame around it. It has six individual cups. 
Mm-hmm. And I want to say that they're not fluted, though, but they are. what they are are smaller in the bottom and larger oh. in the top. They taper. Oh, okay. 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 Gotcha. And when we put the olive oil in the cups and baked off the wonderful popovers, I, I literally laughed at this when they cooled. Um, well, they didn't cool <laughs> for very long, I yeah. have to tell you. I you want to eat them hot anyway. put my hands around one of the popovers, and it just pulled right Pulled out. right just, out. Yep. And I, I, they came out so easy. <clears throat> my other mm-hmm. ones, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's hard to pull out of there. Swore <laughs> <Sort of> stick. <laughs> I just yeah. learned that uh, popping sound, by the way, so that's why I'm putting it in twice. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. really good. Oh, they are. And so simple. Mm-hmm. Now, well, good. They they were uh, your recipe that you put mm-hmm. in a previous show, and they yep. were wonderful. And they're good with peanut butter, honey. I don't care. I I, I could imagine they would be good butter. by themselves. Now, getting back to the bacon in the air fryer. <laughs> yes, it tastes almost like baker uh, bacon. Brr, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> tastes almost like bacon that you would get in a diner. Mm. I don't know how how else to explain it. It is more flavorful than, I mean, it's crisp, certainly, but boy, does it have flavor. I used a thicker bacon. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, man, you know, if I were if I were a lot younger, if I were like, you know, 14, I'd probably eat like five pieces or six like I used to. But, boy, you can't do that anymore either. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Like you said, with the air fryer, we're saving on 70 to 80% of the fat. So... I mean, I'm not saying we should go eat five pieces, <laughs> no. but isn't it great to know that eating a couple pieces of it isn't such a... Oh, no. Oh, you should have seen it, how it came out. It was just... It it came out... It rendered more from the air fryer for some reason than the up the grill for some weird reason. I don't know why, but... Hmm. When was, you say what it rendered more, what do you mean? Was more it... Fat. More fat was... Okay. Pulled more fat it. came out of it. Yeah. I guess if I were going to do it for a BLT or a, or a club or something, oh. I'd put it on the grill, which I love clubs, by oh, the way, I, ladies and oh, gentlemen. I just yes. love them. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be on my good side, make me a Marble Jack uh, on rye, oh. uh, Marble Jack rye. What's new on your uh, cooking horizon? What is new? I don't know where the time goes, and I say this all the time, and then sometimes I'm planning on making something, and then other things happen, but I actually have started to get myself organized to no, make this. Really? <laughs> oh, really? I know. It's uh, it's almost too much of a of a an issue to even talk about, but <laughs> to make this flourless chocolate cake, oh, yeah. there are a lot of steps involved in it. Yeah. It's kind of interesting uh, because you have to uh, cook the heat the water and the sugar and I forgot what else maybe the salt that all gets kind of heated up and the sugar melted and then you have to melt the chocolate and then you beat the chocolate uh, with uh, some butter adding that in gradually and then you add this liquid mixture to it and then you add eggs one at a time and all this this kind of stuff goes on and then you have to bake it in a pan, in a larger pan filled with some halfway up with boiling water. So it's it's just, and then it has to, once it's out, it has to sit for a day. Oh, it's a water you bath that you it. put it in, then it sits for yep. a day. Mm-hmm. After you bake it. That sounds like such a good cake. 
I know. And last night, oh, I wanted it in the worst way. Quick thing that I'd like to add, I will get this in, is because uh, I talked about it in the opening, yeah. is uh, the pretzel meatloaf. Yeah. Basically make so your good. meatloaf. And w- uh, the crumbs that you use are pretzels, ground up pretzels in your Vitamix, your blender, your oh. Blendtec. And uh, guys, <laughs> it, turned oh, out to be a, so good. A, it turned out to be a sliceable meatloaf that is perfect for sandwiches. It's not moist. It's not dry, but it's perfectly sliceable. Well, it's like using stale bread. The pretzels are hard, oh. you know, and I bet that helped. Plus, you don't have to add salt, right? That's right. And you can taste yep. the brownness of the pretzels. Oh, and yum. It was so delicious. And it, it, it was... Uh, it was really good. We used ninety percent lean burger and um, half turkey. You be the meatloaf man, big R. The I meatloaf, the meatloaf, the meatloaf man. <laughs> now it's time for sound bite, bite, bite. Yeah. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. And I think for a sound bite. I I think we should steal from Brian his idea. Of course, it tells me that he's a, uh, you know, like a very, has a very nurturing parent side to him. Anybody who walks around with a dish towel over their shoulder reminds me of like a parent walking around with a diaper. Yeah. And diapers are very absorbent. You could have diapers around to clean up cooking messes. Mm-hmm. But a, a towel over the shoulder, I think that's brilliant. I never thought of oh. – I've, I've tucked him into an apron on my waist. Yeah. But um, – or I've used an apron as a, as a wipe my hands off. But that dish towel, I mean, you can grab it and wipe something off that you've spilled slightly on the counter, but you can wipe your hands on it. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. I've done that before. I've also tied loosely – mind you, a towel mm-hmm. around my neck uh, as a cape. Oh. And what's weird about it is everybody <laughs> wants to pull it. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> it could be note. like Chatty Cathy, you know, the pull that string. <laughs> I, my name is the big R. <laughs> and I don't feel well. <laughs> I'm all choked up. Well, it's fun as always, and I thank you for all your hard work, and I thank you all for listening. Oh, yeah. And uh, we are having a good time. And we're podcasting. Yes, we are. We are uh, talking about it constantly, and we're really trying to build up the show and get you guys to do voicemails and talk about your mistakes and talk about your your successes. successes. Yep. That's Uh, right. Because, you know, let's face it. we all make mistakes, and just about every social network I've been on, I talk about my mistakes in the kitchen, all two of them. <laughs> all two of them. Well, I was bragging the other day about your attempt at cotton candy again, oh, and that God. is just such a great story. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you tell that to? Is it anybody that Oh, I it was know? Rick. Oh, I was talking to Rick, oh, and he God. just thought that was hysterical, he and it think, was, it, it, yeah. He must just really think I'm something else. He thinks you're very industrious. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I call washing machine repairman. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you just you just offer them a little sugar, and oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, they have to be certain kinds of washing machine repair people. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> now, if you want to hear about my story about cotton candy, listen to the very it's first Hazelnut show. Yeah, I think first it one. was on the first or second one. First it was one. Squ- was it first? I thought it was the second one because the listen. first one you talked about making chili. Uh, or stew. Yeah, I was in the same show. 
Was it? Yeah, it was called The Mistakes. <laughs> okay. People. I thought it was later. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, just... Listen to both of listen, them. They're both That's good. right. Listen to all of them. Hi, this is Tom Mitchell from Salt Lake City, Utah. How do you like your bacon? Probably, like me, you like it nice and crisp. And generally, folks find it very difficult to do because they have to, you know, most people are a little bit afraid of it not being healthy enough because it lays in the grease and all that stuff. And it's very difficult to have good crisp bacon in a microwave. But I want to talk to you about a little device that we have used and been quite happy with and I think you would enjoy. It's called a bacon wave. It's very difficult to describe but I'm going to try and do so. First I'll put it here on the counter. I know that Randy likes sounds. That's basically what it sounds like if you set it down. It's a plastic tray. Oh, about eight by eight and a half. And it also has two skewers. These skewers are all between six and seven inches long, I think. And they are about as thick as a very thick toothpick. Six or seven inches long. That's just tapping a skewer on the, on the counter. They have a pointed end and a, a larger, thicker end. Now, the... The tray itself, this is very difficult to describe, and uh, if any of you buy this, you will probably say, well, he really did a lousy job of describing it. Nonetheless, I'll take a stab at it. It has four, for want of a better term, I will call them slots in which to put the bacon. But these slots are divided into three sections, totally divided into uh, three sections. On the slot on the right-hand side of the bacon wave and on the left-hand side are vertical slits through which you can slide the skewers. The best way, as I say, that I can describe the, the bacon wave, on the right and the left-hand sides are two projections for handles, which you really are going to need when you use the bacon wave. So now we've gone to the refrigerator. I'm going to bring out a package of bacon. We are using uh, great value bacon from Walmart. This is just the regular sliced bacon. It's not extra thin or extra thick. I'm not convinced this will work well with the extra thick slices, although to tell you the honest truth, I haven't tried it for a while. So what we do now is we remove a slice of bacon from the package and I'm going to use the slots closest to me today make less work for myself when I try to skewer the bacon the instruction sheet says not to fold the bacon if the ends hang over the sides of the tray I don't think that's a good idea myself I prefer to fold the overhanging ends so that they do not overhang the sides of the tray and it also recommends that you place the bacon with the fat sides up you want to be sure that the bacon goes across all three sections if you will of the slots and sometimes it takes a bit of concentration to get it in all three 
but that I'm just inserting the first slice of bacon and it doesn't want to do exactly what I want it to do but I didn't ask it if it wanted to do what I wanted it to do I just I'm trying to tell it what to do sometimes it takes a little concentration as I say and I am going to fold the end of the bacon though the instruction sheet says not to do so because again I don't I think it uh, the ends might drip and grease onto your microwave plate so I have inserted the first slice and I'm now that's just my noisy Odin phone thinking I wanted to do something I'm now going to put in the second slice of bacon and again take some concentration to be sure that you insert it in correctly and get it all lined up through the three sections of the bacon cooking slots okay and I prefer I think it's a good idea to make sure your bacon slices don't touch they sometimes might want to fold up in the middle and or you know sort of crinkle up in the middle and want to touch each other because they can do that if you're not careful but I think it's a good idea not to let that happen okay I have now inserted the bacon and I'm going to rinse my fingers off a little bit I like to rinse off the fingers and dry them off on a paper towel now the skewers come into play at this point each of the slots on the right and the left hand end of the bacon wave has a vertical slit through which you can place these skewers and what you need to do is to skewer the bacon put the um, skewers through the slices of bacon this takes some concentration because the bacon does like to settle down below the slots and so you have to be sure uh, that you can get the skewers through the bacon and again this takes a bit of concentration especially where you're trying to go through two slices and this bacon today is is giving me some extra problems I have the first slices on one end skewered and now we're going to do the same thing on the other ends of the bacon on the left hand side of the bacon wave now we have 
both slices of bacon skewered. It's a good idea to skewer them because it helps keep the bacon from wrinkling too badly as, as you're cooking it. Okay, once again we'll rinse off the fingers. Dry them on a paper towel. And I have one of Dale Campbell's talking microwave ovens. So, we'll open the door. Now, the instruction sheet says to the bacon for 30 to 35 seconds per slice. I don't think that's enough. I find it needs more. So following the tip that you gave several weeks ago on how to cook bacon in the microwave by putting it over a bowl, I cook it for a minute per slice. So that's what I'm going to do with these two slices of bacon. I'm going to put them in for two minutes. Cook time not set. Set cook time minutes. One minute. Two minutes. Power level high. Two minutes. Zero Okay, now the bacon's going to start, and while I'm away putting the bacon in the fridge, actually I'm going to just take this with me, put the bacon back in the fridge, because I like to put everything away when, when I'm done, and somebody is calling me, but I think I'm just going to let the voicemail get, get that call. You can hear the bacon popping in the microwave. That's the uh, that's an Odin mobile phone that is, is ringing. You can hear the bacon popping in the microwave, and it smells very good. If you've got uh, your own ideas on how to poach an egg or two in the microwave, doing bacon this way is very good because you can come up with a good bacon eggs breakfast cooked in uh, what you might call a healthy way at least, or what I would anyway, within six or seven minutes, which uh, beats how long it takes, I think, using a skillet. Bacon is still sizzling. Smells like it's just about done. It's actually slowing down in the sizzling. There we go, we're done. So now I'm going to open the microwave. Now you need to be careful because the bottom of the tray is hot. So you need to be sure that you use the handles on the side to take the tray out. We have a plate on the, on the table here, on the counter. So I'm just going to hold the tray here. 
of the baking wave and close the microwave door. Put the t- table back, the tray back down. Now we'll take a look at the bacon. Oh, it looks good. It looks nice and crisp. So I'm going to remove the skewers. One skewer. Two skewers. Somebody has left me a voicemail. And even though it's a bit greasy, I'm going to put the skewers in the bacon wave. Just an easy place to put them. There is some grease left in the bottom of the bacon wave from the bacon, but not a great deal. Not really very much. So now we'll pull the bacon out and put it on the plate. One slice. Two slices. Okay. And the bacon wave is now empty. And now, let's see how these slices of bacon are. They're nice and warm. Nice and crisp. And I intend to finish this first slice of bacon. Very good. The ends of the bacon where I folded them back actually don't look folded. Or at least not folded very much, which I think is very interesting. So they all look like good, long, thick slices of bacon. The tray is dishwasher safe. You can wash it in a dishwasher, not the skewers because they are so thin. This is available at most of your Kroger-type grocery stores or at Walmart, probably at a place like Target. It's also available at Am- on Amazon.com. Walmart sells them, sells them, according to the last check that I made on the Internet, for between 9 and $10. Amazon sells them for 8 something there's a site uh, called asseenontv.com, but they'll charge you $14. Now, the instruction sheet says that you can cook up to a pound of bacon. I'm not quite sure how you would do that. I suppose by fitting everything in these long sections be- where the slots are divided into three sections, you could do it. However, the instruction sheet recommends that you cook no more than four or five slices. And I think that's probably optimal. Anyway, it does turn out very good bacon. We've enjoyed it. And so um, it's, again, a nice, easy way for you to cook good bacon in the microwave and to get it nice and crisp. Hope this will be of help to you. In the meantime, have a good day. Hey, did you know we are Apple approved? What does that mean? That means you can now search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts with any podcast catcher. 
You can use Downcast, Overcast, Podcast from Apple, or QCast for your Windows PC. In the edit field, enter in Cooking with the Hazelnuts. You'll find us. Once you do, subscribe. Tell your friends. It's all what it's cracked up to be. Hello, everybody. Oh, by the way, welcome to the Big R's Kitchen once again. Today, we're going to make some pork and chicken. Not the same type, but two different, two different kinds of quesadillas. And uh, quesadillas basically are two flour shells. Inside the flour shells are meat, cheese, and onions. And you can do whatever you want with them. Put sauce over them or guacamole or salsa, something. Um, and we have a quesadilla maker, which is an electric iron, so to speak. And you put your shells on top of one another with the filling in between. You can also do it in a pan. But we have a, we have a maker. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to chop up the meat, both the chicken and the pork. I'm going to have pork. Yesterday we made this wonderful apple glazed with apple butter pork roast. By the way, for those of you who are wondering, I'm using Dropvox with a V. So drop V-O-X, Dropvox, to record this. And uh, some people have asked or even have used this app for this. Now let's see, what do I need? A big plate? I prefer a scissor. This is some leftover chicken breast that we had made a few days ago. It was really good. It was chicken parmesan. I'm just cutting up the chicken. I'm, I'm using the scissor to cut up the pork. And it's wonderful. Oh my gosh. Now what we... Mm, want to bite a chicken? You want to bite a pork? Yeah. Okay. Mmm! Oh. No, you have to have the pork. Okay. All right, here, just a second. Mmm. <laughs> and I have to have a bite of pork, too. Here you go. All right, so I'll begin chopping this. All I'm doing is chopping into little tiny shreds. Guys, this is all I can do to stop from eating this pork. Now I'm going to go get um, some cheese. And we're going to need some onion. Some onion. And I'll chop the onion in my pull and chop machine. Quesadillas are wonderful. I really have a hard time not sampling everything because it's so good. Also with the pork roast, uh, we made some root vegetables, rutabaga. We also did some potato and onions and carrots. I love my vegetables. And we've got lots of glaze here from the apple pork that will make quesadillas taste absolutely delicious. And I've got some onion here that I'm going to chop up that actually was cooked in the pork roast. I'm just chopping up this meat here. That's all I'm doing so far. I need to chop some cheese. Oh, you do? Yeah. If you look on the left-hand side, there's the box grater if you want to use that. Left side of the sink. Everybody, I'm sure, is familiar with a box grater. And if you're not, it's a box-shaped device with all kinds of, with like at least four different blades, one on each side, and one's thick, one's sliced, one's thin, and the other is shreds. And you take the cheese or whatever, 
potato or carrot or whatever and you rub it up and down and you got to be very careful so you don't cut your digits quesadillas ladies and gentlemen are so good they're low in fat they are absolutely out of this world delicious did you explain about the quesadilla maker? A little bit. Go ahead and tell them what, this is, what it's oh, like. It's, it's like a waffle iron. It makes a round quesadilla. It heats from the top and the bottom. It looks like a pie when it's all done. And you can cut between the wedges and you can that way have these beautiful wedges when you cut between the slices and you have these wedges of quesadillas. You can do chicken, turkey, beef, just cheese if you want. You can do peanut butter and jelly, honestly. You can do venison. I've had bacon and cheese. Well, I've had ham and cheese. I've had chicken and bacon, smoked chicken, smoked turkey. Um, anything that you can think of that you can put between two tortillas make uh, wonderful quesadillas. Peanut butter and jelly quesadillas are very good. They're, yeah, if you let them cool, they're better that way. They are. They're better cold, actually, than they are warm. Mm -hmm. What I'm grating is an eight ounce chunk of cheddar, and it's really hard way to do this, but it's almost done. Soft. I'm just gonna do your basic meat, cheese, and onion. <laughs> I did a little apple glaze. There's some, we used a baked apple in here, in the crock pot, and I just took a bite of it. And I just took another bite of it. <laughs> I will give this pork recipe to you guys. Step over here and wash my hands. And then I'm going to chop some onion. Or as I like to refer it, onion. Because I love onions. I just adore them. By the way, the chicken and the pork both have been cooked. We do not put raw meat in quesadillas. All right, I have a uh, probably a golf ball sized onion uh, that has been partially used. We had a huge onion, so now I've got that onion. I'm going to take my pull and chop. Now, if you don't know what a pull and chop is, <laughs> um, you're going to have to listen to all the hazelnuts shows and find it. Or I could explain it. Just basically is a chopper with a cover. The cover has a built-in spring mechanism and a pull like a starter on a motorboat. And that's what it sounds like. Uh, okay, I have enough cheese. Now this this uh, chopper has three blades housed into one cylindrical unit is a cylinder with three blades coming off the side. I will slip it on a hub inside this chopper bowl. So I'll place that in. There are the blades that have just been set in there. I'm going to open this plastic bag of onion. With my fingers, I'm going to break the pieces of onion apart so that they fit. I have an equivalent of one nice onion here, actually. So I'm just going to put it all in. I'm opening a bag of flour tortillas. Oh, tortillas. 
I don't know if you can do corn shell quesadillas or not. But I'd like to I'd like to try them. All right, I've got a proper full. Oh, it's not full. It's probably uh, maybe half full of onion. And I'm going to take the cover and put it on the chopper. And now I'll just take this pull string with a handle on it and pull it. And it's going to chop the onion. Pulling out. And it's got a spring. It's releasing back. And chop. Chop. at this and see how this is. I'm taking the cover off of the chopping machine. Oh, it's lovely already. You don't want them too fine. And I think this is beautiful. And the uh, quesadilla maker has been plugged in. I'll wash off my hands a little bit. It takes about eight minutes for one quesadilla and you can only make one at a time. By the way, guys, just for your information, it's really awful windy and blustery out there. Winds are about 35 miles an hour, I'd say. By the way, if you just Google electric quesadilla maker, you may find this. We were lucky enough to get it on clearance at QVC. Um, they really do make things a lot easier than to put them in a pan, although you use a press, and that is a ground glass or cast iron circle with a handle in the center that you can place on the tortillas when you have your filling inside so it's it's a tortilla on the bottom filling in the middle and a tortilla on top and then you set the press on top while it's inside a hot pan with a little bit of oil and you're all set uh, we don't use any oil on these because they come out crisp like I say you can use salsa on them or guacamole or both or hot sauce or anything that you want. This quesadilla maker is round in the center of it had a tortilla warmer to warm the tortillas <laughs> uh, but the, the, the door has long since fallen off and it's, it's just a little warming area that there did you hear that click that means it's ready it's ready to start making the quesadillas being put into the iron. I think timing them should be about six to eight minutes because they're small. They're only eight inch tortillas. This quesadilla maker holds a 10 inch tortilla so these are going to be on the small side which is fine. Still a good hefty serving. Okay. How do we want a time? Um, I'll just get a cloth. Okay, there's one right behind. Um, I'll come back over there. Okay. Okay. Now the reason being I can't time anything because it, it will stop the recording. So let me just get a cloth. Let me put the microphone down a little bit see if you can hear. In a moment you'll be able to hear more of a sizzling sound. With a um, traditional method of putting them in a pan, you can flip them over so they get done on both sides. I, uh, just the press won't really heat up enough for you to do that. 
but it will hold them together. You um, take the quesadillas off in the quesadilla maker with a spatula, which I gotta find here, and you put it on a plate and you cut it. Oh, did you hear that? That's cheese. That's cheese being melted. No, I am not. And that's the sound of the cheese being melted still, and the meat being warmed, and the onions being cooked. And 7.28 p.m. And that clicking was the temperature either coming up to temp or clicking off. I'm not sure which. Is it, oh, it smells so good. Mm -mm. Now stand guard so the dog doesn't get your quesadilla. Yeah, I'm with it. 7.29 p.m. You were all here right with me enjoying a quesadilla. Seven twenty-nine PM. Jeez. A washed quesadilla maker never makes quesadillas. Seven thirty PM. Alright, I'm gonna raise the cover, I'm gonna look at it with my fingers. Nope. Um, boy. About another minute, I'd say. So I lowered the cover back. So when it's done, basically you just put it on a plate with a spatula and you cut in between. The wedges in the lines that the mold makes from the... Mm-hmm. You cut in between the lines mm -hmm. and you get perfect wedges. So you make, you can make, what, eight cuts? Six. Six cuts. Well, yeah, three cuts and make six wedges. Yeah. 7.31 p.m. All right, I'm going to look at this now. 7.31 It's a little, still a little... Uh, So I got it down for another minute. So eight minutes for a quesadilla. Now, if you like them soft, fine. Go ahead and eat them soft. Yeah, some people only cook them for two or three minutes. And what do you? How do you like yours? Uh, kind, of, kind of in the middle. Kind of in the middle. Do you want? That's yours, Bob. Oh, this is mine. Okay. We got to get some salsa somewhere. We got to make sure the cover's all the way back because we don't want it to slam our our fingers. Um, boy, I'd like a smaller spatula. There's my quesadilla. Okay, I'm putting the chicken one on now, and okay. there's another pork one right here. Okay. Okay, we're gonna time this now. 7:33 p.m. I can't even believe this. It's gonna be so good. 
Okay, I've got a pizza wheel, which is a wheel that's riveted onto a handle. And you can spin the wheel. And basically, what you do is you just use the wheel and roll it in between the quesadilla lines. Alright, I'm putting it between the lines and I'm going to cut. I'm going to press down. Hear that crispness? And I'm going to do another line. I'm going to do another cut. You know what else goes good is refried beans. If you have some refried beans. I'm going to take a bite out of it now, guys. And we'll see how this pork quesadilla tastes. Let's see if you can hear it. Apple glazed pork, onion, cheese, and a crispy flour tortilla. How could it get any better than this? Live <laughs> on cooking with the hazelnuts. This has been Big R. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the Big R's kitchen. It's breakfast time and here's another way to prepare bacon. Now. I'm not going to say one's better than the other one. I certainly won't. However, you have choices. We all have choices. I just happen to love bacon in the air fryer, which is running, which is all ready to go. So I'm going to grab... It's like, it's like bacon day, isn't it? Tom, bacon day. So I'm going to grab bacon out of the fridge... have two hands for this. We also have made overnight oatmeal. I'm going to take some bacon out of the pack and I'm going to put it in the baking pan that comes with the Phillips air fryer. It comes with a basket. I shut off the air fryer here for a brief second. Normally I would have it running but I want you to hear this. Alright now I'm going to pull out the basket with the pan inside of it. And I want you to hear the bacon as it's placed in the pan. And you place it any way that you can get, get it on there. Alright, bacon is separated and it's going into the pan right now. And this is a thicker sliced bacon. And I'm placing it kind of circular into the pan so that it um, has a tendency to cover the bottom. And here's another piece, so that's three pieces. So we'll be cooking 
I don't know, four pieces of bacon today. And we'll be cooking them for six minutes. All right, and we're going to put it in the fryer. Turn it back on. Now, if I would be doing this without you listening, I would have left the fryer on, but it only has to warm up an additional minute or so. So now I'm going to put the bacon back in the fridge. And we'll time it for six minutes. That's perfect air fryer bacon. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is all there is to it. I'll uh, let you hear it as it starts to cook. Uh. All right, I'm gonna go check the time. 9.47 a.m. Normally I would time it, but right now I'm using the phone as a recorder. I'm using Dropvox again with a V. And I'd like to thank the people that are giving Dropvox a try after hearing these recordings. And there are a few of you that have tweeted with me and told me that you like Dropvox. I, I happen to. Gives very nice recordings. And uh, thank you for mentioning that. All right, let's see if you can hear the bacon cooking. I think it's just about ready. It sure smells done. Yep, it's done. Alright, so let me again shut off the air fryer and you can hear me pull the uh, fryer drawer out. Oh, oh, my dog is standing right here by bacon! Alright, turn it off. Pull it out. Listen to that. slide this back into the oh and it's crisp too I'm gonna slide this back just so into the fryer and I'm gonna just wait um, just for a second or two while I get out the overnight oatmeal and we'll see you thank you for joining for breakfast for cooking with the hazelnuts it's big R while ending the show sometimes when people do these types of shows, we make mistakes. <laughs> They're called outtakes. Here's mine. Debbie caught it and ran with it. So long, everybody. Thanks for Show everybody up. that does the demos, and thank you for, oh gosh, listening, and uh, keep, you know, throw something up. That's no, probably... don't throw something <laughs> up. <laughs> not, not in the <laughs> Let's put something up. <laughs> You guys make demos for us so we don't have to work so hard. <laughs> don't, don't throw up. <laughs> oh, God. We're cooking with the hazelnuts. This is Debbie Hazelton, Big R, leaving you now. Say good night, Randy. Laughter. Good night, Randy. Good night, good night Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> oh, boy.